Today, U.S. fighter jets launch airstrikes in Syria. Could this be war? The main mass shooter is still on the loose as law enforcement continues their search. And new Speaker of the House Mike Johnson is already indicating he would send more money to Ukraine. So were we all just duped? We've got all of that and more coming up, but it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Happy Friday. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Um, I am joined today by Eric July, Blaze TV contributor and founder of Ripiverse Comics, along with Matthew Peterson, Blaze Media Editor-in-Chief in the flesh. And I do want to talk to you later about the new site. Excellent. Yes. The, you're like Oz, the man behind the all, all the page. So, um, so let's talk about that here in a little bit. But... Um, so last night I was at a, um, a dinner for a charity organization and I had just heard this amazing um, testimony about these people who travel the world um, saving women from abortion and it was just this inspirational like touching dinner and um, we got back in the car and my producer had been texting me like, um, Oh, U.S. fighter jets are launching airstrikes in Syria on, you know, certain um, uh, uh, military compounds. And I was just like, oh, gosh, I should have known better than to dip out for a few hours and I was going to fall behind. So so now we hear um, U.S. fighter jets launched airstrikes early Friday on two locations in eastern Syria linked to uh, Iran's Revolutionary Guard Corps. This is from the Pentagon in retaliation. Now, uh, mind you, this was in retaliation for a bunch of drone and missile attacks against U.S. bases and personnel in the region that began early last week, of course, after we saw what happened in Israel. So um, obviously the Pentagon is saying this is what the Biden administration wants is to maintain a delicate balance. Um, and, you know, I will be very interested to to hear your take on this gentleman. Um, I am not like I don't I'm not like sounding the alarm yet because obviously this was this was it, again in retaliation for previous um, strikes. Um, and I just don't think Iran would be ready for that type of you know not they're not ready for war certainly. Well serious I mean come on it's Syria like yeah. there's been conflict right. uh, that right. the U.S. has been participating in that for forever man it's been a while so I don't think it is. Well Biden is just continuing Obama's That's legacy. what I was just about to yeah. bring up uh, Obama uh, Obama uh, and <laughs> what you know his actions out in that that region this is why I don't feel like it's Look, you shouldn't sound the alarm quite yet mm -hmm. unless you are just becoming, I guess, privy to what's been going on in the Middle East for the last mm, 15 years uh, or, or, or so, because this in itself isn't new. Now, yes, of course, people are going to tie it because all eyes on Israel right now, all eyes on Hamas, all eyes on what's happening over there. So if there is something that happens, even if 
in any other like month, it'd be like, oh yeah, U.S. drops another drone strike or something. We'd sit up here and be like, oh well, that's par, that's par for the course. But right. things just feel different. Everything's more amplified, has more eyes on it. So I can totally understand why people are like, wait a minute, is this gonna be the start of World War Three? And I'm like, no, I don't think this would be the example of that mm-hmm. because yet again, it's for one again, it's freaking Syria. Right. Uh, considering our history there, this is nothing new, man. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, the last time we were chatting on this show, right, um, it's just progressing in a way that I think we were all talking about. Mm So um, a couple things. One is, um, yeah, not only is it the case this has been going on for a long time, it's also the case that we are already embedded in these places. True. Um, You know, we have have, uh, people uh, in, you know, 70-plus countries throughout the world I mean, it's it's remarkable how how big you know uh, all those secretive, uh, special you know highly trained professionals. How big that department is. We're all over the mm-hmm. place all the time. Mm-hmm. We're just that's just what we do. So now you're just adding layers though of uh, bigger and bigger guns and more and more people on top of the scene. Uh, the two aircraft carriers. Are we going to have three? I mean, this is it's almost like we're just uh, it's like Daniel Horowitz said, who writes for us. Um, at theblaze.com, which you should go to. It's a lovely <laughs> new website. Anyway, we're going to talk about that later. Yes. Um, what he says is, it's we're bear hugging Israel, but we're bear hugging the whole region. True. We, mm-hmm. we, True. We are just we're over it like a cloud, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a heavy cloud at this point. It is, and it's a convoluted cloud because um, you know, as Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin uh, pointed out in his statement. Um, obviously, Eric, you mentioned it It was in eastern Syria, but these uh, facilities were utilized by Iran. Mm-hmm. So um, there's there's one issue of convolution of like, well, it's in Syria, but it's obviously all of this is coming from Iran. Um, and then he also said in his statement um, that these are they don't they're separate and distinct from the ongoing conflict between Israel and Hamas. Right. So you have what's going on. Um, in Israel and Hamas. I don't think he's lying Hamas is, I don't think he is either, but it's like, but Hamas is obviously backed by Iran. Well, well I mean, if we go down a rabbit hole, I mean, we're going to find that a multiple of people that we are to consider our enemies have been funded by. They're just all proxies. Uh, yes. This, uh, yeah. if, if we want to go that, that far, right. I mean, we can do that. I don't know if y'all want to get demonetized, <laughs> but if, if, if. Eric, I've been demonetized for true. a long that's time true. now. If we can go down, if we go down <laughs> that rabbit hole, yes, that is 100% correct that yes, you can link this group to that group, which right. links to that group for sure. But I do believe that there is some, a, a little bit at least at surface level, some distinction between what's going on with uh, Israel and Hamas and what's happening here. But I don't say that to just say that, okay, well, all things are good. Everything's okay. No, I think the American people should be paying attention to that and understand, like, to, to your point, we're everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's 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 this perpetual. I mean, it's almost like we get deja vu because we were talking mm-hmm. about this last time mm-hmm. uh, we were on the show conflict that is always happening. And I think the thing that changed over the last, let's say, 10, 15 years is that because of social media, because of technology, things are a little closer. Right. And we and we see it a lot more like it's a postal way. And we're now uh, we know this hospital got bombed or this place got bombed. And that uh, that drone strike happened there and then it killed that amount of people Well, that uh, that information maybe wasn't available to us. Or let's say this. It wasn't as easily accessible as it had been uh, in previous uh, uh, years. So it while it may seem like, okay, well, man, we're on the, there's a lot of conflict going on. In that region, 
Actually, it's probably least in comparison to what's been. What, I mean, definitely during over the Obama years, man, it was bad, man. It was uh, it was bad. I would encourage the American people to go out there and research just the mm-hmm. sheer amount of just Obama alone, sheer amount of drone mm-hmm. strikes that were happening by the U- United States military in that region, and it will blow your absolute yeah. minds. Yeah, no pun intended. Um, I want to play the uh, Iran foreign minister which we talked about this yesterday on the program, but I wanted to actually play the, um, the video of him talking about this Israel-Hamas war and warning the United States that if they continue their involvement in it, that they will not be spared from it. Watch. Shows that we have always supported peace and security. But today in New York and the United Nations, I say frankly to the American statesmen who are now managing the genocide in Palestine that we do not welcome to expansion of the war in the region. But I warn if the genocide in Gaza continues, they will not be spared from this fire. It is our home and West Asia is our region. Matt, does that concern you or no? Uh, It concerns me uh, because Iran has always been concerning. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a reason that a lot of the other nations in the region quietly don't like those guys. Right. Um, They're not very likable. Uh, (laughs) And uh, it's very concerning given that we are increasingly present and there is escalation. On the other hand, there's a little bit of who do you believe? I mean, uh, in one account, it's, it's very plausible. Uh, a lot of experts will say, look, Iran doesn't have its act together. They're not actually that dangerous. Uh, like, you know, it'll cause a war, but we'd right. easily pummel them. Um, they can do this, little, you know, the little stuff they do, but they can't really threaten the United States of America. Uh, we are way more powerful than all these countries, right? There's another side that says we're in a volatile situation throughout the world. Mm, There's a lot of concern and weakness on the part of a lot of these nations, which could lead them uh, to escalating violence and bring in all kinds of nations we don't want uh, involved. And actually, we're not as strong as we think. Our military has, uh, you know, gone woke, so to speak, a long time ago, and we are not up to not up to fighting shape. So, I mean, you know, you go back and forth, obviously, on, on these things. I don't know what to make of it. Certainly it's not good, though, and these people are not our friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question is, you know, what are we doing in relationship to them? And there it's very strange because Obama did want to make Iran, uh, you know, to work on it and make it sort of a, another Israel, which is insane to, I think, a lot of people, mostly on the right. Um, and, and, and now there still are people uh, right in the foreign policy regime who still regard Iran as something that they're trying to work on, a peaceful solution, they would argue. Um, and then you have uh, people who are much more uh, pro-Israel, obviously, but on the left uh, in the, in the uh, establishment, you know, sort of State Department as well as the right. It's, it's convoluted, you know? I mean, I, don't, I guess the main thing is I don't know what we're trying to do. I'm not quite clear on what we are trying to do or what the actual objective is right now. Well, the problem is I don't think um, our leaders are either. I don't think they know what we're trying to do there. I don't think they know what we're trying to do in Ukraine um, other than Mm -hmm. just kind of 
settle in the chaos, it feels like. Um, but okay, so I want to switch gears here and talk about the latest on the main um, mass shooter. So obviously we talked about this yesterday. Um, we talked about what we knew at the time, which we don't know much more right now, um, that he clearly had mental health issues, that he was hearing voices in his head, that he threatened to shoot up his military base that he worked at. Um, and his language was so concerning that his superiors actually sent him to the mental hospital. It was them who sent him to the mental hospital where he spent two weeks in inpatient uh, psychiatric treatment. Um, you see how that went because he later went in to murder uh, innocent people in both a bowling alley and a bar. And, you know, you had a lot of despicable behavior from the left yesterday calling for more gun control laws. Uh, right, exactly. And so we talked about it yesterday on the program. It's just like, what law would you like to put on the books that you think would have stopped that? Because he, sh he already should not have had firearms legally, right? Like legally... He, they already would have been confiscated. So were, did, did they confiscate anything? Did they look? Were there balls that were dropped? Because that seems to be in a lot of these, the overwhelming majority of these mass shootings, um, they are either some sort of protocols were not followed and there were signs that were missed um, and from the government, by the way, um, or it's something like this, which I just read um, that we were talking about whether or not the bowling alley and the bar were gun-free zones in Maine. Well, um, the bar for sure, because they serve alcohol, um, but the bowling alley also, I wish that I had this to to show, um, but uh, I, I was just reading this. The bowling alley had a sign. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a picture of it right now. A sign in the front of their bowling alley on, on their door that says, we kindly ask that you refrain from bringing firearms in this building, and we would appreciate it if you left them in your vehicle. Please keep our atmosphere family friendly. Yeah, um, look, I can't tell people how to run their business, okay? Um, I know I carry wherever I go. Right. Um, me and my wife went bowling uh, there, and the place that we went bowling doesn't have one of those signs right. anyway. Um, Which, by the way, I don't. Well, I don't know Maine, but here in Texas, that's not like if you can still carry if it's a if it's a homemade sign that says that. Yeah. The language has to be very specific yeah. if yeah. in order for that to be legal. Correct. The, but the there are the, like definitely in Texas. There's that one I can't remember. It's a compliance sign that you can put right. up that will allow only basically the people that are have been authorized by the business owner to carry, mm -hmm. be it open or, or uh, concealed. Uh, but yeah, and man, I'm not, not quite sure. But to your point, and I think that's the point that matters. I saw Joe Biden the other day post a big, well, he didn't post anything. <laughs> uh, his staffers posted a something on Twitter and it said ban assault mm -hmm. weapons mm -hmm. or whatever uh, that it was. And whoever the staffer is, one of some diatribe, we know how that goes. So really all that they advocate is just going to turn folks like myself um, and people here into criminals mm -hmm. overnight, which mm -hmm. is really the only thing that happens, right, out of that. It's, uh, I haven't shot anybody, you right. know, I haven't, uh, I'm not going through any sort of mental health crisis, I've not, uh, but I would be the one that would be criminalized because of it and other people that own those type of, uh, type of weapons. And look, every time something like this happens, we expect and anticipate that the left are going to basically surf on the dead bodies of innocent people yep. to then go and punish folks that had absolutely nothing to do with it. Um, even though, as we know, factually speaking, it's not my opinion. 
those type of weapons do not even represent a, I will say, I don't want to say st statistically insignificant, but if you want to talk about murder in this yeah. country, most of them are not done. It's not even close. Like you're talking mm -hmm. a, like in a, not even even a teens in terms of the percentage wise, if I'm not mistaken, of what they deem as basically assault rifles. And by the way, that means anything that is a rifle essentially to them that looks scary that's that's what it is they exactly. they can't really define it it's just right. that it's your ar it's whatever you it is that you have so what they're doing is virtue signaling of course and then trying to punish the american people that had absolutely nothing to do with it now the other thing that we hear out of these situations it's not just that yeah the officers or government we're looking into this, looking into that, and they failed to actually act on it. But the other part that I think is very important is the mental health issues yes. that this country faces yes. that were not present before. Yes. And I think that definitely people that don't live in this country don't seem to understand mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. Guns in this country, right, were so, especially rifles, right, mm -hmm. were so common, man, especially mm -hmm. in the South, right? Our parents, I know my parents did, you're talking about the kids that went to school yes. would have them in their cars. That's exactly what we talked about yesterday. Right? Like this was in, not, the, in the school parking lot. In the school parking lot. Loaded. This, it, loaded. <laughs> Shotguns, all that. Yeah. Like it was never an issue yep. up until recently where you have people that have all of these problems. Yeah. So let's talk about it. What is it? Is it the food? Is it the uh, is it the, 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 the government and the fact that they're basically telling people to hate themselves and their country and all this other stuff? Probably all of it has to do with it. But that's something that has to get addressed. Mm -hmm. All you're going to do with, with trying to like ban something or make it more difficult for folks like ourselves to own weapons, you're not saving anybody's life. Your life, you're just creating more conflict that is going to happen inevitably with folks that are that don't go and kill people, but you're going to turn them into criminals. That's ultimately what it sounds like it is that they want, because it's not us going to right. shoot the place up. And Matt, to Eric's point, um, it, obviously there is a mental health issue that they don't want to face, but we also, it's like it's hard to see our way through that because you see how the mental health system is. And if you've spent any time looking into how they treat these people when they come in, they just want to get them on some antipsychotic, yeah. right, and, and turn them loose, which often makes their uh, psychiatric symptoms worse. It just, like, it's just feels like it's never ending. I, yeah, I just have to say it. The thing that fundamentally bothers me about this entire issue is exactly what you said in that last part about the mental health. Mm -hmm. And what is crazy to me is that it's a kind of weird materialism, like a really dumb materialism that the problem must be the physical object. Right. So the problem is in our souls. Right. The problem is we're soul sick. Right. Right. I mean, and that, that should be obvious. Your grandma could tell you, you know, that there's something wrong with these people mm -hmm. uh, deep inside them. But, but exactly right. We don't try to solve it with anything that deals with the human person as a whole. We don't even know what that is. That's how dumb we are. That's why we're hurting ourselves. And so when we fix it, what do we do? We go to the physical solution. Well, there's a chemical imbalance and you just take these pills and everything will be fine. And we've been taking these pills for you know, a long time now. And you know, some of them work, some modern medicine is great, but it's been 50, 60, 70 years of this and it doesn't appear to me that we're solving the problem or that it's getting better. It seems like it's getting a lot worse. Yeah, amen.
Um, all right, we've got to uh, take a quick break. We'll be back with more, but we want to thank our sponsor, Eden Pure. So if you have odors in your home that you can't get rid of, maybe you've got dirty diapers, maybe you cook uh, cruciferous vegetables that make your kitchen smell like a fart. Maybe you have litter boxes because you love cats like me. Cats are great, except the litter box because it stinks. Well, if that is you, might I suggest you try a thunderstorm air purifier? We have them in my house um, in the utility room where the litter box is. Um, I'm actually I'm about to move one of them over by where we have our dirty diapers because obviously. Um, and then in our kitchen for whenever we're cooking, and it works in seconds to clear a room of any odor. Plus, there's no costly filters to ever replace. Uh, they've sold a ton of them, hundreds of thousands, and they've got thousands of five-star reviews online, so you know it's going to work. By the way, one of those five-star reviews is mine. Right now, I've got a great deal for you on your own thunderstorm. Right now, you can save $200 on three thunderstorms for whole home protection. That is three units for under $200 over at EdenPureDeals.com with discount code Sarah. That is EdenPureDeals.com, discount code Sarah. All right, the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, who we are still learning about. I did feel a little bit better. I was on with Sean Spicer on his show yesterday, and uh, we were talking about Mike Johnson, and I said, I'm going to be honest with you, Sean. I had to take a crash course in all things Mike Johnson because I wasn't quite sure who Mike Johnson was until the speaker's race came up and he was like, it's okay, I don't think anybody knew who he was. And I'll, okay, if someone like Sean Spicer can say that, that's fine. Um, but uh, so he sat down, Mike Johnson, sat down with Sean Hannity um, last night for his first interview and I wanna play um, a couple clips here and get your thoughts. I want to play first uh, Mike Johnson talking about the potential of the United States now funding two wars with Israel and Ukraine, which is obviously what Biden wants all tied up into one package, watch. So they've got 78 billion, he wants another 61 billion. How will you deal with the issues that he, he wants to tie all of these issues together, which now gets into the budgetary process. How, will you go issue by issue? I told the staff at the White House today that our consensus among House Republicans is that we need to bifurcate those issues. I agree with your assessment in Ukraine, and that's why the American people are demanding some real accountability for the use of those dollars. Now, we can't allow Vladimir Putin to prevail in Ukraine because I don't believe it would stop there, and it would probably encourage and empower China to perhaps make a move on Taiwan. We have these concerns. Um, we're, we're not going to abandon them, but Israel is a separate matter. We're going to bring forward a uh, standalone Israel funding measure over for $14 billion. Is but it's $14 billion enough? That, well, Israel's requested a little less than that, actually. The White House did uh, by way of Israel. And $14.5 billion specifically is what we're looking at. It's a very specific number tied to very specific measures. But here's the important thing that distinguishes House Republicans from the other team. We're going to find pay-fors in the budget. We're not just printing money to send it overseas. We're going to find the cuts elsewhere to do that. Oh, was that not a joke? I thought he was I thought he was joking when he said they're going to find a way to pay for it in the budget and not just keep stealing your money and just well, that, that, just that'll never worse. be the option uh, because that's the preferable thing. It would be like, hey, how how does this impact my pockets? And basically, you're deciding between two objectively bad things, right? Mm -hmm. It's like they keep stealing from you and they're going to mm -hmm. steal from you regardless mm -hmm. uh, is what it is they're going to do. He's saying that, OK, we're going to make a cut elsewhere so we can still give them $14.5 billion on Ukraine. I have no idea what the number is. And again, people, you got to conceptualize that amount. 
I think we we get so tied up in like we hear these numbers all the time, billions and trillions of dollars, and we become so numb mm-hmm. to how much money mm-hmm. that actually is. There's a lot of zeros that that happen in a billion. You know what I mean? It's a it's a whole hell of a lot of them, mm-hmm. and they have no problem, of course, peeing it away, giving it to other people, and yeah, they can sit up here and say all day long that. Yeah, well, it's going to be tied to specific things. Look, man, when XF get out your hands, you don't know what the hell they're going to do. Uh, they're going to do with it. Uh, but the fact that these war efforts that happen in countries that have nothing to do with us is unfortunate. And it's not like my taxes are getting lowered uh, because of this. In right. fact, uh, out of this, it will, it will become more at minimum. It'll act effectively as a tax because the value of the dollar is going to continue to go down. Yeah, Matt, I, I, un- I understand the uh, purpose of being allies with another country. Like, I, I, I get it. And I would be more willing to stomach it, probably still not stomach it, but I would be more willing to stomach it if we hadn't have just spent billions and billions of dollars over in Ukraine, right? So now it's just like any talk of sending this much money to any foreign country, I I just, ugh, it makes me want to vomit. Yeah, so I think it's important to realize that for government, uh, for our government, where the Treasury is not just being raided, it's just continuously being, yeah. money's being printed like we talked about last time. Um, money is a language. You know, so what they're doing when they, the first thing that they do when they say, I want to signal where we're going, right, is we need to send X number of billions of dollars over here. I mean, it's a, it's a language. It's a communication. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's their love language, really. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It's like love and hate by whether we bless or curse and take away uh, our the flow of dollars from America. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the first thing that these guys think of, Republican or Democrat, is we have to send billions of dollars. One thing that I, I kind of wondered is how much did Israel actually ask for, by the way? You know? Right. I mean, it, we smother people with love, too, because <laughs> yeah. all the dollars come with us, uh, you know, uh, holding the strings. So uh, can this new speaker um, you know, solve the problem that has snowballed into a national security crisis, as he himself said in his speech when he took the speakership? Uh, you know, OK, great. You know, let's see what he does. Uh, but I'm just very suspicious of politicians. Yeah. Yeah, I am too, Um, especially when, you know, previously he had he had voted against funding Ukraine. And, you know, we talked about that voting record. Now, I will say he did use very specific language at the time that I talked about here that he said, um, I'm basically I don't want to sign on to this without us being able to see where the money actually goes. Um, And so that was his reasoning for not voting for Ukraine spending. And now he said just today there was a a headline that came out that said Speaker Johnson's Ukraine views have been, quote, evolving. And he was asked whether he supports more assistance to Ukraine. And he said, we all do, which I'm like, who's we? So when you say we all do, who exactly do you mean? Because I sure as hell don't. And I know I know a hand, at least a handful of those on Capitol Hill um, certainly don't. So is one of those like, who do you mean by we, sir? Well, he's not the, these guys aren't the ones. Look, this is basic capitalism, basic economics, right? The government, whether it be him or any of those other hacks, 
they do not have incentive to be responsible with money that they can just print out of right. thin air, right? So when you, I know we try to, we want this pipe dream of, of a bunch of people that are going to be fiscally responsible, but they don't have an incentive to do so. And that's what the Federal Reserve, in combination with the Treasury, allows them to do. So what incentive do you have to say, look, because let's say I say this as a business owner. When I'm looking at my bottom line, I'm looking at the amount of money that it is that we're spending versus the amount of money that we're bringing in. And I'm building out a plan for the year with my financials, guys, to make sure that we're on track. And if it's not, we're not on track. We make adjustments. That's not how that. And that's how most businesses operate. Right. Mm -hmm. If you operate it like the government and I would encourage you guys to go go to the debt clock. <laughs> you can just type that in and Google is just constantly running yeah. in the red. The reason why that is the case is because there's no true incentive. They get your money regardless by two, two ways. One, direct taxes. Two, selling off assets of unborn people. And that's how you get debt, right? Mm -hmm. The government, with every budget it is that they look at, especially the fiscal one every year, right? They already account for, which is insane to me, right? Because no business operates like this. They say, hey, we're going to be operating at a deficit. Right. So, so American people conceptualize that they already know as they're before it even gets to the point to where they're voting on it. They already have agreed we're not going to be able to account for this amount of money. Mm -hmm. And it's several hundreds of billions of dollars each time. And they still pass it. They still do. Very few of them. Very few. There's only like a legitimate, including the Republicans, a handful of them mm -hmm. that will say no. Right. Right. To every National Defense Act or all, all that. There's very few of them that will actually do it. So it doesn't surprise me at all that his uh, thought, uh, thoughts on Ukraine are e evolving because right. it's not going to hurt his pockets, man. Yeah. Yeah, I will say for the record, I mean, Kevin McCarthy was totally on board with the Joe Biden, um, you know, ask of lumping every Israel, Ukraine, Gaza, humanitarian aid to Gaza. And let's just cross our fingers that the bad men won't get it. Uh, and then our own border security. He wanted to lump that all in. McCarthy was fine with that. So, uh, look, I uh, I'm like you, Matt. I remain cautious, but I would still say that this is a, a better than a Kevin McCarthy. Right. Well, I mean, look, the, the, so the one thing, the bone we can throw to him is... Uh, I'm trying to make this positive, Matt. Help I, me. I, I'm trying to help you. <laughs> I'm going to help you. Okay. Here's what I, what I offer, okay? <laughs> I just want to say nothing, but <laughs> I, I, what, I, what I offer is this. The guy had to make deals to get in right. there. Right. Any politician would. So what you hope is that in the midst of this morass, this mess that Eric was just describing. You get some people who know they, they're trying to do good, for real. Right. And they gotta, you gotta cut deals, and it was like, hey, you're gonna have to give a little bit on Ukraine. My views have evolved, like, okay, that's fine. And then you're thinking, well, I'm in charge though, so I can actually moderate that. These right. are the thoughts that can never be expressed publicly, and you may not know what was being bartered or, or mm -hmm. how it worked. Mm -hmm. So you have to give the benefit of the doubt to, um, you know, to, to pe people in the beginning. Yeah. And uh, you never know the kind of choices that have to be made, uh, and you don't get the credit for it necessarily. So, again, it's like, you know, because we can be cautious, you can be cautiously optimistic as well, mm -hmm. uh, because the guy may end up uh, doing some good. But, you know, we'll see. I, 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 the, the idea that we can just 
know what's going on anymore, you know, in within the the chambers of these places when there's so much corruption. It's hard, you know. So we've got to judge them by their actions. Yeah. Um, all right, we've got to take another quick break. We'll be back with more. First, we want to thank our, our sponsor, Fume. So cold turkey might be good on sandwiches, but there is a better way to break your bad habits. It's called Fume, and they look at the problem in a different way. It's an innovative, award-nominated device that's completely natural. It uses flavored air instead of vapor and has all-natural flavors instead of harmful chemicals. So Fume is a habit that you're free to enjoy, and it'll help make the process of replacing your bad habit a lot easier easier. Your fume is going to come with an adjustable airflow dial and movable parts so you can de-stress while using it. And, you know, look, stopping is something you sometimes put off because it's hard, but switching to fume is quite easy. And they've served over 100,000 customers. They have thousands of success stories. There's no reason that can't be you. You can join fume in, in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today. You can go to tryfume. Dot com. Use code NEWS. Save 10% when you get that journey pack today. That is tryfum.com. Uh, promo code NEWS. Mr. Peterson, I've noticed when I go to theblaze.com, it looks totally different. And it's clean and it's ad-free, and what else can you tell us about, this here. is called the news and why, yeah, you're like, what's wait the, a second, this is news to me. website again? Theblaze.com. Okay. Yes, look at that. That is slick. That looks so good. So um, to tell us, this is called the news and why it matters, obviously, um, and I think that people will find a lot of news and why it matters over at the Blaze, thenewblaze.com. Yeah, so you noticed, you noticed did. <laughs> uh, the Blaze uh, has a beautiful new website, if I don't say so myself. Um, there are some people in this building who are very talented, uh, who created something that I think all of you will love. If you haven't seen it, you have to just go check it out. Just go check it out. Why? Uh, the first thing is almost negative, right? Um, it's what's not there. Mm -hmm. What's not there are all those nasty, disgusting ads that we've had to have on uh, for you know for years because they pay the bills. And the way this works, uh, you know, if you if you if you haven't thought about it, is automatically these disgusting ads target you, the audience, as you as you scroll through the website. And by scroll, we mean click, read more, read more, avoid the ad, avoid the ad. Uh, and then they just send checks to companies like Blaze based on how many people view the article. So I don't like the business model anyway because it rewards clickbait. Mm -hmm. It rewards mm -hmm. uh, putting stuff up there that just makes people click and then you automatically get a check and the check comes from big tech and there's strings attached and they demonetize us and that's what we're sick of and that's what we are done with. We're free from that now. Yeah, yeah, it looks, I mean, I'm just really happy there's no more toenail fungus ads. Because <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was starting to feel personally attacked. I was like, I don't know why this is in my algorithm. I've never had a toenail fungus. I don't know anyone who's had a toenail fungus. Maybe it's just because I, I talked about it one time and my, my phone heard me and now it's like got me in the system. Um, but I, I don't see any of those on, on the new page, which is really nice. So, so, so. Tell us more about, because there's a couple different aspects. Um, you know, we've got like, what, lifestyle, um, tech, 
Is it tech? So, so tell us more about those, because I think that the, the names are going to be new to people. Yeah, so this wasn't just about getting rid of advertising. This was also about adding, expanding a universe of content for our audience. Mm -hmm. And we've begun that with uh, three different verticals. One, fearless, sports, Jason Whitlock. I mean, it's about more than sports. It's about sports, life, uh, and bearing witness. But Fearless is its own vertical, and it's going to have a lot more coverage of Sports Plus. Mm -hmm. um, align is lifestyle. <laughs> Look, we have to we have to align our ourselves, right, our values with our way of life. And what you're going to see there is going to be super exciting, I think, for lots of you. It certainly is for me. I want to find products and services from people who don't hate me. Right. I'm sick and tired of right. paying money to big corporations who basically have you know, slaves or indentured servants in some other company, some other, some other country create products mm -hmm. that they ship here, uh, and then I'm stuck buying it, and then they're giving money to causes that, you know, people who hate me. We're done with that, right? Mm -hmm. So what we need is an entire vertical dedicated to exploring how to live and what to buy that's not run by people by ads either. So the great thing about all this stuff is when we review products and services, we're not getting paid by these companies. We're just exploring the landscape for you, looking for what are those top five beers you can buy that haven't gone woke, right? Mm -hmm. That's the kind of stuff we're gonna give. Also for lifestyle, I mean, advice. I know people, uh, I know a guy had a child late in life and he said, hey, do you know anyone I can trust about how to raise a toddler? Because I go to all these experts out there, mm -hmm. and I know they're all crazy. Yeah. They're all bat crap crazy. He's like, I want some, you know, trad mom of five kids, you know, who's now watching her kids have kids tell me, oh no, honey, like toddlers always do this. Like, what? Mm -hmm. That's the kind of stuff people want. Like, literally, how do I live in a world that's gone mad? So that's what the lifestyle should do. And then, of course, technology. It's called return. Um, technology dominates all of our life right. right now. I mean, digital technology has reshaped. Oh, I don't know, it's reshaping governments, culture, our souls, our brains. Uh, so we need to be thinking smarter about technology, and we also need practical advice about how to live in a crazy world with technology in a way where it actually helps us mm. rather than enslaves us. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and also, I wanna know about products and services that can help me with tech. You know, I mean, how can I keep my kids safe on the internet? I'm constantly you know, looking at different products and services for that. So, uh, it's just a whole expanding universe of content that we're bringing to people. So it's not just about getting rid of the ads, although that alone is worth the measly $3 a month, right. which is a cup of coffee, probably less with inflation. Yeah. Uh, and so, and so you know, you're not just getting rid of the ads, you're getting a bunch of new stuff. Yeah. And we've just, we've just begun. So, okay, so on that note, I wanna come back and I wanna talk about some of the investigative journalism that we um, are doing now at Blaze, particularly in regards to January 6th. So let's talk about that when we come back. Um, first, I wanna thank our sponsor of the segment, MyBookie. So betting on your favorite sports teams is a lot of fun and it can even be profitable when you, I don't know, know what you're doing. And that's where a good sports book can come in really handy. But how do you know you're choosing the right one? Well, when your money is on the line, you need to choose a trusted sports book that gives you the tools to win like my bookie at my bookie it doesn't matter if your team is up or down you can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side you can use my bookie for a daily odds boost same game parlays and take advantage of huge prize pool contests plus my bookie has a no strings attached cash bonus that lets you deposit and withdraw quickly you can go there and use promo code
code NEWS on your first deposit and receive up to $200 in cash. That is promo code NEWS to claim your own cash bonus now. You can try the MyBookie money bag to grab a potential Super Bowl frontrunner at long shot odds. Uh, Plus 38,000 on the Eagles and the Chiefs. You're not going to find odds like that anywhere else. You can bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with my bookie. So January 6th, we're not done exposing all of the lies um, about January 6th here at Blaze Media. What can you what can you tell us? Well, I mean, this is an issue that a lot of people would say, oh, I don't want to hear any more about that. Um, I happen to think it's very important. It goes right to the heart of the rule of law. It has nothing to do with whether you're Republican even, or Democrat even, or what you think even about Donald Trump or Joe Biden. This is about the powerless being oppressed, uh, unfortunately. And what we're going to do at Blaze and what we have begun is an investigative series looking at, in particular, the Oath Keepers trial. The government, this is at the heart of the government's case uh, against the, the protesters who were there that day, January 6th. And the claim was that the Oath Keepers were insurrectionists um, who were seditious, who wanted to overthrow the government, uh, and they went into the Capitol, you know, attempting to do that. Uh, the problem is that it, during those trials, no one was allowed, a lot of the video was hidden, uh, no one was allowed to look at it, and so a lot of people said a lot of things under oath that mm-hmm. were captured on camera mm-hmm. and no one saw what was on the actual camera. Mm-hmm. And so what we are doing and what we are asking uh, the Speaker of the House and the House Republicans for is going through that footage. When we want more of that footage from them, what, what we've looked at already has shown us unbelievable uh, lies under oath from multiple officers. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to stop because there are people in federal prison right now uh, who are there, I believe, unjustly. And we need to tell their stories, and we will. Yeah, which is why it's so frustrating when I hear someone say, like, oh, we're done with January 6th. We need to move on from that. It, uh, the people who are still rotting in prison aren't moving on from it. Um, I can tell you that. Uh, the people who still have not had their fair day in court, who are still being held, um, as you rightfully point out, Matt, without due process, um, they they don't have the ability to move on from it, even if they wanted to, which I know that they do. So um, it's frustrating to hear people try to say, like, oh, come on, we got to get past it. I mean, no, because if if you're being lied to by your government who set you up, set you up, and, it, and if it turns out that they knew exactly, that was the intention the entire freaking time was to set you up, and you just happened to be like a byproduct of, you know, the, the greater end game. I think, look, I think when people hear these stories, they will be shocked. Even if you already know, like something funny was going on, right? Uh, you know, it seems conspiratorial. When you see the concrete evidence and the concrete stories of what happened to some of these people and what was done to them, it, you will be incensed. You will be shocked. Mm-hmm. And here is the important thing. If we need the support, we actually need the support. You have to subscribe right. to Blaze News because that $3, a measly $3 a month, is going to help us do this. The biggest problem we have is it's expensive to do investigative reports. And here's the thing. No one is doing this. Right. There were only five people, right? A handful of people who were who even know enough about what's going on during that on that day 
to even do the research to know what to look for when they open up the footage. Yeah. You know, our friends Julie Kelly, there's Darren Beatty at Revolver, there's a handful of people who've even looked into this at all, who even care enough. No mainstream media will do it, mm -hmm. but we want to because we know how important it is. Yeah. And we're not gonna stop. Yeah. We're not going to stop. So make sure that you uh, join us and subscribe. If you haven't already, over at theblaze.com. We'll be right back. Dead. Some of these stories really are. I want to play John Fetterman uh, just doing an absolutely tremendous job in uh, the Senate watch. It's thank you for all being here today, uh, experts. And it's always a treat to be here when I'm able to talk to people much smarter than I am. That's literally every time you talk to anyone ever. That's your like your whole life. You're talking to someone who's smarter than you, John. So I don't know why this was a treat this particular day. <laughs> I don't know why. I just Eric, do you ever get inspired for you know like comic books and characters by John Fetterman? Because I feel like <laughs> there's a lot there. Be, there's a lot there. There's, a, there's certainly a lot. A lot the hero there. or the villain? Uh, I mean, it could go either way. Uh, Anti-hero, uh, like, there's some inspiration to take because a guy as dumb as a box of rocks is uh, part of the Senate. Congratulations, America. Well, make sure that you stay tuned at the Ripiverse.com because you never know when you might see a John Fetterman look-alike on the next one. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.